Good morning again, and greetings again in Jesus' name. I, uh, I was impressed with a phrase in that song that Joe led us in a little bit ago. Uh, the author wasn't sure whether God uh, would have had any other way to uh, get us saved. Okay? But uh, I can tell you this. He chose the best way. <laughs> and uh, he is working for the salvation of as many people as he can he has always worked in that direction and always will he's a God of love he so loved the world that he gave Jesus yeah. <clears throat> now to the message <clears throat> Several years ago, on a Saturday evening in December, about 8 o'clock, I went over to the kitchen sink to get a drink. And uh, I got my drink, but I saw right away when I turned the spigot on that there was something wrong with our water system. And uh, there's three residences on our well pump, and... So I immediately made preparations to go see what the problem was. And uh, as I uh, was going out the door, I heard the phone ring, and so I went back, and the lady at the other end says, do you know why we don't have water pressure? And uh, I said, no, but I'm going to go find out. And <clears throat> so I went to the building that held the breaker box that runs the pump. When I opened the door, my nose told me we had a real problem. And so I uh, opened the breaker box and uh, then I took the cover off the uh, inside, off the breakers, and uh, the breaker that ran the well pump was, uh, one corner was burnt, melted or burnt, completely away and the wires were dangling there and uh, <clears throat> now it's uh, Saturday evening a little after eight o'clock <laughs> but fortunately there was another breaker in the box that wasn't in use same size and so I went and got some tools and uh, in uh, a little less than an hour uh, I had the pump running again and but that breaker had gotten hot and I was glad that uh, that the heat stayed inside that box the box was fastened to some white pine native lumber that we had used to build the building and uh, we would have had a real problem if uh, the heat hadn't been contained in that box what I'm going to speak to you this morning about is to contain the heat. Containing the heat. Okay? <clears throat> now, uh, and uh, we, all, we have interpersonal relationships, every one of us. We relate to each other. And as we do, once in a while, uh, uh, we rub each other the wrong way. And sometimes uh, it results in uh, some heat. Okay, uh, we get hot under the collar. And the Bible 
has a good bit to say about how to deal with that. And that's my message this morning, how to deal with uh, anger, how to, how to contain the heat. Heat happens, okay, in our relationships with each other. Uh, it's a common emotion. Uh, it's not a sin to be angry, okay, let me make that clear. But uh, as we go through the message, we'll uh, say a little more about that. <clears throat> the Bible tells us how to contain it so that uh, we don't do some damage. So let's look first at Ephesians, the fourth chapter, at several verses there. <clears throat> verses 26 and 27 say this. This is the old King James now. I wish I'd have the new one, but I like my old one because I know where the verses are and I've got the verses marked and so on and, and I hate to give it up. So I continue to use my old King James, but it says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Now he's not telling us to get mad, to get angry, okay? The NIV would say, in your anger, do not sin. And uh, you, uh, you don't notice it in uh, the old King James, but if you were to read this in the uh, New American Standard, you would notice that this is a quote from the Old Testament. And that quote is in Psalm 4 and, and uh, verse 4. And if you would read that in your uh, King James Bible, uh, it would say, stand in awe and sin not. And you wonder how they got this quote there. Now, uh, and, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a lesson in uh, Bible uh, interpretation, okay? <clears throat> The Bible that the New Testament writers used, the Old Testament Bible, was usually what is called the Septuagint. It's a Greek translation of the Old Testament scriptures. And the Septuagint says exactly what the King James says here, be angry and sin not. And, and uh, so that's why it's uh, like it is. It's because they used a different translation of the Old Testament. It was a little different sometimes. And so, uh, okay. It says then, if you get angry, don't sin. And if you do get angry, get rid of it before the sun goes down. Don't dwell on it. Uh, Make sure that uh, by the time the sun goes down, you've gotten rid of it. And that's good advice. That keeps, uh, that keeps you from getting uh, bitter about things. And it, uh, it keeps you from getting worse than it was in the first place. <clears throat> it, uh, and it'll give the devil no foothold. The devil loves when... Uh, People get angry and stay angry because he can get his foot in the door pretty quick then. 
when you keep when you get angry and if you uh, maybe I'd better get back here to to Psalm chapter 4 so that's not a chapter Psalm 4 and and uh, read that it says standing on sin not commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still <laughs> and and uh, the reason I read that is the part about being still if you get angry it's a good idea to keep your mouth shut okay I, I'm not always real good at that uh, when I'm preaching this message uh, I, I, it's for me okay uh, in the uh, same chapter here in Ephesians uh, verse 31 says let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be, be put away from you with all malice along with all malice and uh, I said earlier bitterness is not liable to happen if you get rid of the anger right away if you get rid of it before sundown <clears throat> and then he uh, follows up with verse 32 be kind rather than uh, the bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be kind tender-hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you if you uh, if you take care of anger uh, that that's the godly way if you uh, wanted some more on that line you could go to Colossians chapter 3 and verses 8 through 17 but I'm going to take you now to the Old Testament and uh, we're going to look at a few examples there and the first one is Cain in chapter 4 of Genesis chapter 4 of Genesis let's read the first several verses here and Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said I have gotten a man from the Lord and she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord, and Abel he also brought of the firstling, firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, he was hot and his countenance fell and the Lord said unto Cain why art thou wroth and why is thy countenance fallen if thou doest well shalt thou not be accepted and if thou doest not well sin lieth at the door and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him and Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. That's a sad, sad story. <clears throat> but, uh, but it has something for us. It has some uh, real teaching there. Uh, there are some people that know uh, exactly what was wrong with Cain's offering and that... Uh, that the offering was what 
uh, was the problem. And I don't know that. I suppose those people might be right. Uh, but uh, that's uh, interpreting a little more than I like to interpret. But we know this, that, that Cain had a problem. We don't know, we don't, I'm not sure what the problem was, whether it was his offering or whatever. But he had a problem. And when he saw that Abel's offering was accepted and his was not, he got angry. He was jealous. And the Bible, the Bible sometimes gives the impression that things happened in a certain length of time, but doesn't specifically say. And in this case, we don't know how long Cain stewed about this, okay? We don't know how long it was until he uh, talked to Abel and said, let's go out to the field, and, and he did what he did. But I, I'm sort of suspecting that maybe it was a week or two, or I don't know how long, and, and he was getting hotter and hotter and bitterer and bitterer until it... Uh, got him to the point where he uh, did his brother in. Now, it may not have been that way. It may be that he just simply got uh, angry right then and, and uh, did his nasty work right away. But God told Cain, if you, uh, if you do well, you'll be accepted. And if you don't do well, if, you, if you're hot under the collar, sin is lying at the door. Sin is crouching. Uh, I get the picture of that cat watching a little movement out there in the grass in front of her, and uh, she knows what's in there. She's crouched and ready. And, and when she jumps... Uh, Chances are she's got it. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, when I was a boy. I uh, saw a cat crouching one day in the old drive-through corn crib that we had. And uh, she sprang and uh, you've seen cats uh, catch a mouse and, and play with it. That wasn't in this cat's mind at all. I, I don't think the cat knew what she was getting, but she got a weasel, and uh, there wasn't any messing around. She killed that weasel right now, and it was business, all business. <clears throat> but, but sin, when you're angry, sin is close by. Sin is crouching. Sin is ready to jump at you. Then it's time to watch out. That's why the advice of Paul, the advice of the Holy Spirit, get rid of it soon. Don't let it, don't let it simmer. Don't stew about it. Get rid of it before the sun goes down. <clears throat> we are uh, responsible for the heat, okay? <laughs> now, uh, it's, those, the heat will come. We're going to get angry. It's a common emotion, okay? 
just like all other emotions, and it, it will happen. I don't think there's anybody here that hasn't gotten angry, okay? Some people have more trouble with it than others, but, but we are responsible. It's up to us what we do with the heat, whether we contain it or whether we get rid of it or what we do with it. In the case of Abel and Cain, uh, Cain stewed about it apparently and uh, didn't get rid of it and it, it, it resulted in tragedy. Moving on now, <clears throat> uh, let's go to Exodus and we'll look at Moses a little bit here. Exodus chapter 11 and uh, verses 4 through 8 we read this. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, about midnight, and, and this was after the ten plagues, no, after the nine plagues, and there was one more to go. And uh, Moses was in talking to Pharaoh, apparently. And Pharaoh had told him, uh, I don't want to see you again. Don't ever come back. The day you come back and see my face, you're going to die, Moses. Well, uh, Moses said, Good. Uh, I won't see you again. But uh, then apparently he was still there when this uh, fourth, uh, 11th chapter and the 4th verse. So, so uh, now I'm reading. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that you may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And all these thy servants shall come down unto me, and bow themselves unto me, saying, Get thee out, and all the people that follow thee, and after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. Now, uh, <clears throat> we say that was uh, justified anger. Uh, it was uh, heat that was uh, all right. Righteous indignation, maybe. <laughs> but but Moses had a problem with uh, anger. Uh, maybe this wasn't a problem. It's, it's not a sin to be angry, okay? But uh, let's look a little further, several other places. And back to Exodus 32 now. And... Uh, Verse 19 in Exodus 32 says this, And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh the camp. Now, uh, Moses had been up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, and the children of Israel had made uh, this golden calf. Uh, Aaron, Moses' brother Aaron, had uh, thrown their earrings into the fire and made a calf. Now, he said this calf came out and... Uh, uh, obviously, it uh, took more than that. <clears throat> they made an idol. That's what they did. 
And now the Lord told Moses, better get down there. Uh, your people have corrupted themselves. And he said uh, also, uh, said some more, but let me uh, read this now. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, this was Moses now, that he saw the calf and the dancing. The people were dancing and worshiping this calf, this golden calf. And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables. He had the two stone tables with the law written on them, and he threw them down, cast the tables out of his hand, and break them beneath the mound, it says, means at the bottom of the mountain. And he took the calf which they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink it. <clears throat> Moses was angry. Uh, and once again, uh, certainly there was reason why he would be angry. Here these people, they had, uh, they had seen the plagues in Egypt. They had seen the Red Sea divided when the Pharaoh's army was behind them. And they had gone through on dry land and, and Pharaoh's army was uh, drowned. They had seen that. These people had seen all that. And now here they were dancing in front of an idol. It was no wonder that Moses got angry. He was angry. But now, back to uh, a little further in the chapter, verses 31 to 33. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Moses pled for the people. And the Lord said, Okay, I will accept your pleas, and I won't destroy them all, but there are consequences. And... This is not the, this is not the end of it, and of course a number of them died over that. And the Lord said, "Okay, I'll go on with you, Moses, with your pleas, and I won't destroy the people all." Now let's go on further into Numbers, and. Maybe I ought to read, uh, maybe I'll take you back to Exodus 17 first. Before we go to Numbers. Let's look at Exodus 17 and verses 1 through 7. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys. Now, th this was before the golden calf, okay? According to the commandment of the Lord... And they pet pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. 
Therefore, the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Now, <laughs> uh, the Lord tested these people time and time again. Uh, he gave them, they got hungry and he gave them the manna to eat, gave it to them for 40 years. He gave them the water to drink. Now, uh, the water. Let's look back at Psalm 78. And, and verse 16 and see what it says there about this water. Start at verse 15. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused the waters to run down like rivers. Uh, you, uh, you get the impression uh, when they, Moses struck the rock and the water came out, you, uh, the children sometimes get the impression that uh, there was a trickle of water coming out. Uh, I did a little calculating this morning, and of, of course that, uh, that might be dangerous, but uh, suppose there were at least two million of these people, and suppose that uh, they had as many cattle as there were people, and I don't know how many they had. And uh, supposing that the people drank a quart of water each a day, and uh, that the livestock probably took twice that much, maybe, and and uh, how much water per minute do you think it took to satisfy that group? I did a little calculating, and my guess is that it was over a thousand gallons a minute coming out of that rock. It it was lots of water. Okay, <clears throat> let's go on. Let's go back now to. Uh, uh, Exodus 20, uh, no, Numbers, Numbers 20. This is uh, the second time that they got thirsty, or at least that uh, they got to grumbling about their thirst. Exodus 20, verses 2 through 13. 
And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses. And I didn't look that word chode up, but they quarreled and grumbled with him. And spake, saying, would God, would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord? Why have you brought us up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thy rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand with his rod. And with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. Now, this, uh, this passage is for uh, people like Philip and I and all the rest of you as well, but it speaks to leaders. <clears throat> Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation, uh, probably the leaders of the congregation. There wouldn't have been room for everybody to see what was going on right there. <clears throat> but, but they gathered them together in front of the rock God said, speak to the rock. And, and Moses spoke first to the children of Israel. And he didn't speak nice. He was angry. He was hot. And when you're hot, sin is right there ready to grab you. And, and Moses said... He called the people rebels. Now, Philip, uh, human nature, human nature doesn't change except under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and and uh, you, you sometime along the way will find people saying things or doing things that will rub you badly the wrong way. There is never a time for a leader to speak like this to God's people. There's never a time for God's leader to speak like this to his people. There's never a time for anyone to speak like this to God's people, okay? None of us. 
Moses called them rebels. And, and then, instead of uh, speaking to the rock, he took that staff and hit the rock. Now it says he, he struck the rock twice. I think, it, it says that, okay? I think if uh, you uh, looked at it and thought about it, that uh, a, a proper translation of this would be that he struck the rock a second time. In other words, he struck the rock back there at uh, Rephidim. He was told to. But this time, he was told to speak to the rock, and he struck it again. And, and uh, first he got real angry with the people, and, and now he was disobeying God's orders. Let me take you back to 1 Corinthians 10 now. Verses 1 to 6 say this, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our example to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Verse 10 says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, This scripture indicates that uh, that rock that the water came out of, probably both rocks, were a type of Jesus Christ. The Old Testament has some types, and, and this rock was one type. And, and this scripture would say that. It says they did all drink that same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now, the, the striking of the rock. Christ was to be smitten once for us. Let's look at uh, Isaiah 53. Starting at, uh, at verse and it talks of the servant of the Lord here. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we heard as it, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted smitten of God and afflicted. When Christ was crucified, he was smitten of God. He was killed, okay? It, it was God's will that he die for our sins. <clears throat> and when Moses 
was there at Rephidim and told to strike the rock, if that rock was a picture of Jesus Christ, Christ was to be smitten once. Now, you get down there to uh, the end of uh, their journeys or where uh, the second time, and Moses was angry and God told him to speak to the rock. When he struck the rock the next time, it would give you the picture that striking Christ was not enough, had to be smitten again. It destroys the type. And I don't know how much that had to do with what followed there when, it, when God told Moses and Aaron, since you, since you got angry and didn't uh, do what I told you to do, and since uh, you talked nasty to the people, you won't go into the promised land. Let's uh, look at Psalm 106. Verses 32 and 33. It says, They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes, because they provoked his spirit, so that he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. They, uh, they provoked him <laughs> by their insurrection, by their rebellion, by their wishing they were back in Egypt and so on. He got angry and he spoke things that he shouldn't have. And God said, that's not, it's not kosher, it's, it's not acceptable. We can't have that. And so, uh, Moses and Aaron, you're going to die without getting into the promised land. They didn't contain the heat, okay? Now, some lessons. I remember a uh, little boy who uh, was uh, picked on sometimes by his older siblings and he had a temper and uh, he had a habit of uh, st stamping the ground, stumping, uh, you know, like uh, little guys can do that. Now, uh, wise, uh, wise parents deal with that kind of thing uh, quickly. Uh, that's not a good thing to let go. <laughs> and uh, so parents that deal with firmness and with love, and uh, they save their children a lot of grief later on. If they teach them how to deal with the heat <laughs> early. There was a, uh, a certain young man, teenager, who was skilled at basketball. He was really good. And he was tall enough to, uh, to be good at it and, and to uh, make, a, make a difference. And so uh, when he went to high school, he went out for basketball. He, uh, and uh, he was good and the, uh, he 
he uh, was able to make the team. But uh, one day in practice before the season started, this uh, young man had a, tem a terrible temper and he lost his temper on the basketball court. Had a wise coach and uh, the coach told the young man, if you ever do that again, I'm going to send you home and you're not going to play basketball. And the young man knew that he meant what he said. And the young man learned to control the heat, to contain the heat. He learned to take care of it. He never did it again. He wanted to play basketball. All of us deal with the heat and we need to learn it. It's especially, it's especially uh, the closest relationship on earth is the relationship of husbands and wives. <laughs> and it's uh, especially critical that husbands and wives deal with containing the heat, that they, that they get rid of it before the sun goes down, okay? That they talk things over and uh, that they heal things before it gets out of hand. The same thing is true of, uh, of all of us, but uh, the scriptural way, remember, keep your mouth shut when you got hot and get rid of it before the sun, before the sun goes down, before the bitterness starts. Don't dwell on it. That's God's way. 